podcasting, previously known as audio blogging, has its roots dating back to the 1980s with the advent of broadband internet access and portable digital audio playback devices such as the iPod, podcasting began to catch hold in late 2004. Today, there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts available on the internet and dozens of websites available for distribution at little or no cost to the producer or listener. In 2005, Apple added podcasting to its iTunes music software. Get ready to take a walk down podcast memory lane as we dive deeper into the invention of the podcast on this episode of Microbreak. This is Microbreak, a podcast for humans with the attention span of a goldfish, where I share my thoughts, wisdom, and humor on a wide range of topics from yesterday to today. I'm your host, Michael J. Mayo. Get ready to take a microbreak from the madness with me. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Microbreak. Of course, I'm your host, Michael J. Mayone, and this is episode 58, and we are talking about the history of podcasts. So podcasts really were called something entirely different back in the day. Basically, they were audio blogs or audio blogging, and those go back to the 80s, my favorite era, as you guys know, because I did an entire 10-part series on the 80s and never once mentioned anything about audio blogging, which is kind of ironic. (laughs) So here we are talking about podcasts, and what I want to know is I want to know who invented it. I want to know how it all got started. So I found a timeline from the International Podcast Day website. International Podcast Day is September 30th, so it's actually 39 days away, and I should technically be releasing this then, but I don't want to wait. I want to do it now. (laughs) So I'm going to kind of take you through the timeline a little bit. We're going to look at some of the headlines and highlights of the history of podcasts, and you might notice some of these names, recognize some of these names and some of these people. So starting in 2004, that's kind of when it all kicked off. This is the beginning. And that was Adam Curry and Dave Weiner. And they are credited with the invention of podcasting. Who exactly did what is up for debate. But in the end, these are the two guys that got the thing going. You know what I'm saying? So the term, the term podcasting was mentioned by Ben Hammersley in the Guardian newspaper article. So he mentioned the word podcasting and it probably had to do with the fact that Apple's iPod was the first portable digital platform that you can listen to podcasts on. And uh, podcasting, of course, is a concatenation of iPod and broadcasting. And what is podcasting? You know, it's been described a lot of different ways. Um, One way has been uh, TiVo for radio. You can download radio shows and listen to them on your computer or put them on your iPod anytime you want. So it's just like television programs on TiVo. And that's true. Another way it's been described is Wayne's World for radio, um, which means that anyone uh, without much capital investment can make a podcast, put it on a server, and get a worldwide audience for their radio show. And that's true, too. A lot of people use different services to host their podcasts. It's also known as a, a service provider. And in 2004, Liberated 
syndication or libsyn.com launches as the first podcast service provider. In 2005, Quit Your Day Job podcast show is created by Adam Curry. There he is. So he's going to actually start a podcast now. Look at that. Now, in 2005, the first People's Choice Award was given to a podcast host. This is pretty freaking awesome because I still listen to this fella today on his tech guy show. You might know who I'm talking about. This is Leo Laporte. That's how long Leo's been doing podcasts. So folks, when you're a podcast host like myself and you're looking to build an audience and you're upset because you're only getting 30, 40, 50 downloads per episode, keep in mind of how long you've been doing it. I've been doing this about a year and I'm just getting into it now, really getting ramped up into it now. And let me tell you, Leo was doing it over 15 years and He's a genius. He's got an amazing presence and voice. He's a super nice guy. So Leo Laporte publishes the first episode of This Week in Tech. And later, This Week in Tech wins the first People's Choice Award at the Podcast Awards. The very, very first techie podcast. So let's continue. The first book ever to do with podcasting is from 2005. And it's a do-it-yourself guide called Podcasting. And it was written by Todd Cochran. So now you want to be a superstar. You can get this book and be who you are. iTunes, Apple iTunes 4.9 is released with native support for podcasts. A presidential podcast. Look at this. George W. Bush is the first president to have his weekly address delivered as a podcast. Podcast search. You want to look up podcasts? You go to Yahoo. Yahoo launches a podcast search site. People can listen and subscribe. I want to say, I think I remember this. I'm pretty sure I remember seeing that little tab for podcast search, but I didn't even know what the hell a podcast was back then. I barely had a computer that functioned. <laughs> How about the first six-figure podcast? MommyCast Inks, a six-figure deal with Dixie. That's what it says. Holding the world together one child at a time. That is the podcast. It's Mummy Cast. What a great name, huh? The Dictionary. Also in 2005, the podcast is declared the word of the year by New Oxford American Dictionary. Wow. Lots of history here. Now, some of the stuff, eh, I'm going to skip over it because it's not really relevant, but Steve Jobs is in 2006. He is the CEO of Apple at the time, rest his soul, and he demonstrates how to make a podcast using GarageBand in his keynote address. And many of you are using GarageBand. I use Reaper. I've been using Reaper and I also use the Roadcaster Pro. So if you want to know a little bit about the technical side of podcasts, my platform, my software and all that, you're going to have to come back after the short break. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what equipment and software that I use. And we're going to continue to read from the podcast history timeline right after this. Oh, 
and we are back. We are back with the second half of episode 58, and we are talking about the history of podcasts. And, of course, we stopped at Steve Jobs, because, hey, once you talk about Steve Jobs, who else is there to talk about? No, seriously. So we talked a little bit about my equipment. So I don't use GarageBand, as Steve Jobs explained, but I do use Reaper 6.0 on a Mac Mini. It's a new Mac Mini M1 that I recently purchased, and I'm using Reaper, and now I'm recording directly into the DAW digital audio workstation for you non-techie folks, and just skipping the Rodecaster Pro entirely. Now, the Rodecaster Pro is an interface. It's like a mixing board with all kinds of effects where you can actually record an entire podcast live using the device, and you can look this up anywhere online. It's made by Rode, R-O-D-E. They're in Germany, and this thing is loaded with a effects and all kinds of stuff. But I'm basically going clean into Reaper and then I'm recording and editing and outputting from there. And then my hosting company has been Anchor, just like the ad said. Now, Anchor is actually a free hosting platform and it's a great place for folks to get started if you're looking to get into podcasts because A, it's free and free is for me. I don't like to spend money if I don't have to. And this is uh, perfect. So there you go. Microphone wise, I do use an SM7B now. It's kind of the staple microphone. You've seen it out there everywhere. And then I have it on a Rode Boom here attached to my desk. Now that you know my techie shit, let's continue with a little bit more. How about a podcast directory? 2006 Blueberry. And this is B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Blueberry Podcast Directory launches world record. Now it's getting interesting. In 2007, Ricky Gervais, G-E-R-V-A-I-S, he sets the Guinness World Record for the most downloaded podcast. Get ready for this. You're worried about hitting 100 downloads or even 1,000 downloads? This guy hit 261,670 downloads on average every episode his first month. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here, folks? Yes, you know this guy when you see his face. Feed burner. Google buys feed burner for 100 million bucks. FeedBurner is a service many podcasters are using to create an iTunes-compliant RSS feed. Now, this is back in 2007. You don't have to worry about that anymore. It's all taken care of by the current providers. And get this, in 2007, Yahoo says, eh, we don't need the podcast directory. It ain't going anywhere. We're closing it. Oops. That was a big mistake, wasn't it? Skipping along, we're getting to 2009. Edison Research reports Americans who have heard of podcasting is 43% and 25% have consumed downloadable media. 32% of audio is consumed on a portable media device. So when you're thinking about recording your podcast like me and you want your sound to sound literally studio quality, just keep in mind that it's going to be played back in many cases, 32%, and this was in 2009, it's probably even higher now, on like a phone, maybe a tablet with a tiny little flat plate for a speaker. It's never going to have the fidelity that you're putting into it. It's always nice to know that it's there. Like when I listen in my car, my 700 watt, whatever stereo that's in there with unteened speakers, it sounds nice. But on a phone, it doesn't really matter what it sounds like. It sounds good either way. ESPN in 2009, 
Fantasy Football wins the People's Choice Award at Podcast Award. Look at that. There's a Fantasy Football Podcast, and it won an award. Now, there's a lot of awards being mentioned here, not a lot of history. Well, I guess this is all part of history. But here comes another Guinness World Record in 2011 with Adam Carolla. He becomes the Guinness World Record holder for the most downloaded podcast ever. (laughs) Get ready for this. You got to be sitting down for this one. 59 million 574,843 unique downloads from March 2009 to March 2011. Holy shit. Very, very nicely done, Adam. Nicely done. And the list goes on and on and on, on and on. And I'm scrolling through and it's all kind of the same shit. A lot of big time podcast players. Ah, there he is. (laughs) 2020. I knew eventually we'd see this guy, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan announced that he signed a multi-year licensing deal with Spotify. So his podcast is now right into Spotify hardcore. So there you have it. I mean, you know, the list goes on and on. There are tons and tons of different podcasts, but the history of podcasting basically started with those two dudes and it is branched out into something unsurpassed. Radio is great, but it's limited. It's restricted. The FCC is involved. With podcasts, you can be loose. You can be yourself. The content can be just about anything there is out there. And there's always going to be an audience, though sometimes small. There's always going to be an audience for what you have to say. And I just found it interesting because we take it for granted. We absolutely take it for granted. So I hope you're enjoying this show, this podcast. I know this was a quickie one for you. Please subscribe because the content changes every single week. We have guest spotlights, artist spotlights. It's a lot of fun. I'm trying to keep it fun and exciting for everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? If not, hit the little button. Hit the button and subscribe to the show. Did you know that you can leave me a message on Anchor? You can find the Microbreak podcast there. Or you can go to my Twitter page, which is micro underscore break or microbreak podcast at Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. 